Welcome to About the Winelands. In this show, we will be chatting to leaders, influencers, wine producers, restaurants, and other role players. Tune in every week for our latest episode. You will find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram TV, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to About the Winelands. Today, I'm talking to Barry Schofield. Barry is the founder and the owner of Wine Games. Very interesting concept. Um, welcome to About the Winelands, Barry. Thank you. Barry, um, just before we start talking about the Wine Games and so on, why can't you give us a little bit of background about yourself? How did you get involved in the wine industry? So, um, my... It, it kind of happened in a roundabout way. I was working in the uh, hospitality industry. I just returned from uh, Ireland where I was living at the time. And um, my girlfriend and I here in South Africa, we were working for Fred Endless Wine Farm. And um, I decided that it would be uh, beneficial to my career if I went to do a little bit of a wine course to brush up my knowledge. I was working as a restaurant manager at that time. And uh, from doing one wine course with the Cape Wine Academy nine years later, I am still studying the intricacies of pH in the soil, um, became a certified sommelier, eventually moved on to become the head sommelier of Rist and Freda. Um, and then after working at Rist and Freda, my, um, my previous boss that I worked under, Joachim Blackadder, me and him, we started a business together, consulting for the wine industry. And yeah, that's how we got here. Amazing. So you've got, a, you've got a, a, quite a, a record in the wine. Was that your first job in wine? Or in, in, was, the, in the wine industry, in the, in the hospitality industry? Which which one now? The Rist and Freda one? No, I mean, when you started working, was this? did you immediately start working in the hospitality industry or did you do something else first? No, no, no. So after school, um, my, my goal was always to, um, I, I wanted to work on the oil rigs and start my own business. I didn't know exactly what business I wanted to start. But so after school, I first went to um, Aberdeen in Scotland, where I worked offshore, or onshore in the oil industry. And from Scotland, I went to Angola, um, Zambia, Namibia, working on diamond vessels and oil rigs and God knows what else. And yeah, eventually got tired of having dirt under my fingernails. I always had bartending jobs and nightclub jobs as a side thing when I was back on land because I can't sit still. And after working on a wine farm, I decided to formalize my uh, profession in the, the hospitality industry, and it kind of evolved from there. But it was never a, a kind of decision after school. Okay, interesting. Tell us uh, a bit more about wine games. That sounds like a, such an interesting concept. I'd love to hear what you guys are planning. So the, the concept has actually been um, in the incubator for about three years. So um, Joachim had this uh, quiz night that he used to run at the Hoghouse Brewing Company when he was still um, running that. And it's actually an idea that, well, it's not an idea unique to us, but the idea is that we do a quiz night where people can come in and taste wines blind. And it's a, it's a fun way to learn about wine without sitting in a class all evening. So we'll generally break it up into three flights, uh, two wines next to each other, serve the wines blind. And then we'll provide a little bit of information and ask questions about the wine. So for instance, you'll have two wines in front of you. You don't know what they are. And then we'll give you a little bit of information like uh, Sauvignon Blanc is dominated by 
herbal and gooseberry aromas where Chardonnay is dominated by freshly peeled uh, citrus and citrus blossoms. Um, the two wines in front of you are what? A, a Chardonnay or B, a Sauvignon Blanc. And then uh, back in those days when it was everything still analog, um, they would have a paddle and they would then vote A or B. And the questions would progressively get harder. So eventually you'd move on from, is this a Sauvignon Blanc or a Chardonnay? Um, to is this an old world or a new world Sauvignon Blanc? Is this from Sanseur or from Bordeaux? And by the end of it, you'll be able to identify, you know, the minutiae in uh, differences between a Sanseur and a Puy Fume, where in the beginning of it, you could barely identify the difference between a Sauvignon Blanc and a Chard. So it's just a fun way to learn about wine. And so I always, sorry? Um, when you started this concept, sorry, I, I interrupted you. Um, was mm -hmm. there in, in, um, everybody sitting in one room and doing it there? Exactly. Oh, okay. Um, so it was the, the idea, the, the concept initially was to get more people together at a, a wine bar or a restaurant and just get more feet through the door and just have a fun, fun evening. But I always looked at this and thought I could digitize it. It, it always seemed like something that I could do digitally. So about two years ago, we got some software that um, we use in the classroom environment and tried doing it via that. Um, and it was a great success. We served the wines blind. Everybody played along on their cell phones, but it was still limited to an audience inside a restaurant. And then we would, um, we would throw the visuals up on a big screen. And we, we always wanted to develop the idea, but there was never the right time nor the money to, to really focus on it. And then when COVID came around, I said to you, Hakim, that the wine bars are going to struggle. We're definitely going to get a hiding out of this. Um, I want to dust off that business model. So I started... Um, looking around for developers who could turn this concept into a workable app. And we happened to found, uh, find a very good company who we worked with, we've got a very good relationship with, and they had already been developing an app similar to this. So when I phoned them up and said, I'm looking for this, they said, well, by sheer coincidence, we're already working on something like this. So it literally took a couple of weeks to finalize it. And yeah, this month we'll be launching it in South Africa. So if you say launching in South Africa, is this the first country you're launching in? A separate version of this has been launched in the Netherlands, but they're focusing more on the food side of it. So here it is Wine Games SA, where uh, it's called the Tasting Games. It's based on the same software. It's the same company. Um, we are just moving ahead with the wine side, where they're moving ahead with the food side, but it's still based on the same concept. Okay, wonderful. So, okay, so I want to take part in Wine Games. Is, is What do I do? How do I take part? How do I get the wine? What happens? Well, for right now, um, we are going to be running the next three events as a dry quiz. So it'll be a standard quiz show just based on, on wine. We've got Guy McDonald, who is an amazing personality, um, who's coming in, got tons of knowledge on wine as well. He'll be hosting it for the next three events. And tickets for that can be bought on our website, som.co.za. Um, and then by the 28th of this month, we'll hopefully be running the first um, wet one. Actually, I lie. Um, it'll be the either the first or the second week in November. We'll be running the first wet one. Um, I say uh, the wet one, what I refer to that is having actual wine that we were doing on the evening. Um, and the reason why we're holding back on that a little bit is we just sort of want to get people used to the concept, have people download the app, play with it a little bit, see what it does. Um, it's always a, a big uh, investment for people. To, uh, to try something new. So for now, we're just running a very inexpensive 50 rand quiz show where people can buy in and kind of see how the app works. 
and then we will doing the one with wine from from so, next month on also allows I, I, us a little I, I go on your website and I buy a ticket and then um, I can and download I can download the app and then I can take part in the quiz can I win a prize or is there anything else why would I why would I buy the ticket so we're currently working with the the wine routes so next week we'll be focusing on darling the week after that on Constantia and the week after that on Durbanville okay and there's a prizes that we are going to be launching so my company is going to be sponsoring a couple of very interesting wine related prizes from these regions yeah we, we, we don't want to make too much of a hoo-ha about it until we've got those all locked in place yet so can only people that have the app see wine games or do you actually have an audience as well in other words do you have the facility where i can maybe log in as a spectator but not take part or not um so we don't have that facility. What we're going to do is um, for the first three shows, we are going to password restrict the app. So you need to, to have the passcode to come in to play along because there isn't any physical wine present. But what we will be doing from the next ones onwards is we'll be streaming them on our Instagram live, on our YouTube channel and on our Facebook channel. So in that case, you will be able to watch the show, but you won't have the wine in front of you. So you can just see Guy McDonald talk about the wines and kind of get an idea of what it's all about. And that will obviously entice people to, to take part because um, um, it's almost like, a, you know, you've got, a, you've got an audience, the, 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 the TV audience in the studio taking part and then the, the viewers watching at home, that type of scenario. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we're actually, we are looking um, on the 14th of November when we open our new uh, collaborative tasting room on Karabib Wine Farm. Sorry, I just hear my, uh, my WhatsApp making sounds in the background. Let me just quickly mute that. That's okay. Uh, so yeah, when we open our new tasting room on the 14th of November, um, we are looking at piloting the first live event combined with a wine games so i think that this is kind of fantastic so it's a, like a hybrid hybrid event so you're going to live stream it and play with a physical audience as well exactly so how the how the game usually works is we'll be streaming from our studio here in stalinbosch and you get to watch the video on your cell phone with the quiz show overlaid on that but it also has the functionality where you can cast the video from your phone to a big screen. So if you have a bunch of friends at home, six or seven of you can sit around a table, you all mute your cell phones, you cast the video to a large screen television and you can all play along around the television. You can even sign up in groups to see how well you do against each other. And what we're gonna be doing on the 14th is we're gonna be ramping this up quite large scale. So we're gonna be having 50 tickets for individuals to join us on the wine farm for the launch of our new tasting room. We'll have a um, outdoor cinema setup where we'll be casting Guy McDonald in big screen onto the, uh, the front projector. And um, yeah, people can play, play along in real time um, while the rest of the country plays along with their tasting packs. So, okay, if, if they want to play around in this, um, this, this is not going to be a dry one, right? This is one where you're actually going to have the, the wine. Yes, this is one where you so, can actually have the wine. So I buy a ticket and then how do I get the wine that I actually need to use for the, the games? So that has been the biggest logistical nightmare is sorting that out. So when you buy a ticket on our website, then um, we ship tickets, uh, we ship tasting packs all over South Africa. Mm -hmm. So solving that problem is what has taken the, the longest time um, and stopped us from launching. Okay. So at this, at this point, we've a very good relationship with uh, Phoenix. And um, they've, uh, we've trial run it a few times. 
So one of the biggest things is people are quite reluctant to buy tickets to any kind of event until the last minute. I've been in the hospitality industry for quite a few mm. years now. And it's, it's always high stress when you do an event because about 80 to 90% of your ticket sales happens in the last five days before the event. And then you obviously um, need to get the wine there in time. Exactly. So unfortunately with these events, if uh, event runs on a Wednesday night, ticket sales has to close by close of business on the, uh, the previous Thursday, because then we spend the evening rebottling that wine. Uh, my staff work throughout the evening so that we can safely rebottle the wine in sterile and inert conditions, get them into small packages. We have the courier company pick them up at three o'clock on the Friday afternoon. And then we ship them all over South Africa, ready for you on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, and then inevitably, there's always one or two that don't arrive on time. So that gives us the Wednesday to sort out those last little bit of the niggles. Okay, that's interesting. So uh, in what format does the wine arrive? Do, is it in a, in, a, in, a, in a small bottle? How do I get it? So currently, the wine arrives in a pack of six 50 mil glass bottles. But we, okay. uh, we're changing that up a little bit now. So we're changing to PET. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's better on the, on the logistics side of things because the wines are lighter, they don't, the bottles are lighter, they don't break oh. as easily. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's more recyclable. So even though it is plastic, it's actually more environmentally, environmentally friendly in the long run. Okay, so that's interesting. So I get my wine and then I can, I'm ready for the wine game. So I log into the app and can take part. So this is something also, is there an option for me to go buy the wine myself? If, if I would like a bottle of each of the wines you're tasting? So we, we do have um, a functionality on the app that um, once you've tasted the wines, obviously you don't know what the wines are. Uh, and then towards the end, after you've tasted each wine and um, then we reveal the wines. So the, the app has a functionality to reveal the wine on your screen. You can then rate the wine, whether you liked it or not. You can add a personal note, say whether you liked it. And then you can always access the wines that you've tasted on your app and you can buy the wines directly from your app afterwards. Okay, cool. So, and Barry, the dates for these um, dry runs, when is that? So, um, it is the 14th, 21st, and 28th of October will be the dry quizzes. Yep. And, and then the how do people, how do people um, sign up for that? Where You said on your website, can you give us, the, the, do you want to give us the link? Yep, you can just go to som.co.za. That's uh, som with two M's, S-O-M-M.co.za. Mm -hmm. um, and by the time we are done talking here, it will be as a featured product on the front page of my website. Okay, cool. That is cool. So, uh, so I'll drop the link in the in the podcast, you know, description, so that people can see that, so they can go to som.co.za. And I and I think if anybody's listening, I, I would definitely go and sign up for for uh, one or two or maybe all three of these. Tastings, I think that can be um, quite quite interesting. So so that's that's fantastic. What is your um, long term plan with wine games? How do you, where do you see this going? Well, I mean the this is the most unique direct con to consumer um, offering that I've I mean I've come across yet out of the the whole COVID thing. Um, we we always talk in the wine industry about acquiring new customers and how guilty we all are about speaking in our own echo chamber. We need to start becoming more relevant to a, a younger audience who doesn't buy wine on the same motivators that ourselves or our parents used to. So I really want to, to use this platform to make wine fun and interesting and informative to a younger audience 
So this affords consumers uh, an opportunity to, to learn about wine in the comfort of their own home where there's no social pressure, there's nobody overlooking at you, you can have fun just by yourself or, or with a loved one or six people around the table. And the long-term goal would be to run at least two seasons a year um, with, with interesting themes on each of them. And yeah, hopefully educate our consumers and get more wine consumers on board. So part of, part of making this a success is obviously getting the, the buy-in from, you said you're gonna focus on, on certain areas. So getting the buy-in from the, from the wineries and the wine producers. Um, how is that going? Are they very excited about this? So I, I've noticed two things. If I go to a wine producer and I explain the app to them, I get a blank stare and absolutely <laughs> no response. Just it, no matter how I explain it, it just doesn't go through to them. So what we did was we ran a pilot a couple of weeks ago. We mm -hmm. took some of the top wines in South Africa. We rebottled them under our own facility. And we went and we actually gave them to a lot of winemakers. And we said, tonight we're streaming it live. Please be on your cell phone at seven o'clock in front of this app. And they all called me the next day and went, where do I sign up? Um, so it's, it's one of those things because it's such a strange concept and it's, it's so new, you really have to see it to understand it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting a enormous uptake overnight. I'm expecting that this is going to be a slow burn until people start understanding the concept. Um, but yeah, I've yet to find yeah. anybody who's actually seen the app in action and who hasn't gone, wow, that is amazing. How are you planning to get this app in the hands of um, consumers, you know, um, the public? That's, that's, a, that's a very good question. Um, luckily, we're working with uh, Erica Taylor from Uncorkified. So she's mm -hmm. running our PR campaign for us. And she's got a large network, especially um, with yourself, with the 60 and 60 campaign and the Save SA Wine. Um, and that's one of the reasons as well. So we were looking at doing a couple of the wet events in October already. And Erica is the one who advised us and said, don't do that. Just start with a dry quiz. Do three events where it's very inexpensive. It's 50 Rand. It makes it the low risk for people to take part in it. Let them see how amazing the app is. Let them see how good the, project, uh, the presenter is. And based on that, we're hoping they'll tell their friends and we'll get a bit more customer buy and we'll grow from there. Oh, awesome. I'm definitely going to call you guys back after the first dry run so that we can have a follow-up <laughs> call to see how it went, right? And, and I'm sure that some of our listeners and our followers here on our um, Safe SA Wine Group will definitely be interested in, in, in um, trying this. Um, and I think people will try it at least once. And as you say, if people try it once, you've got them hooked, you know, um, Absolutely. because they're going to love um, it. So I just want to send out for anybody who's listening to this afterwards, bear with us. Um, the, the technological, um, what, is it, what is it called? The, the infrastructure behind this has been very complicated for a bunch of sommeliers and radio uh, presenters to implement. We, uh, we ran a, a dry run last night just to test the software and everything was working fine. And then halfway through it, the, uh, the video went dead. So we were down for about, oh, about a minute and a half, almost two minutes. We eventually got it up and working. But for the rest of the night, my computer told me that the video was down, yet the stream worked perfectly. So I don't know what went wrong, but um, luckily we had a very good videographer on hand to fix it all for us. So we're expecting a few gremlins in the software, but I'm hoping we'll get them all ironed out over the next month. I think, I think one of the things that our, our people have learned over the, over the COVID is to be a bit more... Um, tolerant for software problems and streaming problems. 
and also full logistics. I know a lot of people waited for the wine during the, everybody, all the wineries had lockdown specials and then when they had to deliver, the logistical companies were overwhelmed. So I think both of those industries are also gonna catch up with the new reality of uh, direct to consumer and what's gonna happen. So it's no, a matter of time. Another thing that I got a tremendous amount of respect for is when we did the pilot show, when we sent the wine out to all those producers, was the first time in my life that I ever done a, a live streaming event, unlike, you know, talking over a, a web meeting or a podcast like this, but knowing that what you are presenting right now is being streamed live all over South Africa. And I've got a, a, a whole new respect for TV presenters. It is an incredibly stressful experience. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And you can imagine how stressful it is if you're running something live and you, you, you know, made a mistake. Why? But you, you, you know, you, you become yourself for a moment and you swear or something. And oh, yeah, you, you can't take it back, right? It's like it's one of those, those, uh, how did they say, uh, uh, Tom Cruise jumping over Oprah's couch moments. You just can't exactly. Take it back. It's like you'll be reminded of that for the rest of your life. I mean, there was there was a moment where um, we we work on a, a teleprompter setup where I cue the uh, presenter on the the question. So how the wine games one work is obviously myself and a, a bunch of sommeliers we sit down beforehand. We taste the wines and we write the questions for it. So the questions will then be thrown up on a teleprompter for our presenter to, to read. Um, and I was the one operating the teleprompter, except I got so caught up in the whole event, I forgot to operate the teleprompter. And luckily Guy McDonald's a professional because he was talking for about 20, 30 seconds, trying to nudge me with his eyes and going, you, you need to move this thing now. And I, I didn't realize, but <laughs> yeah, so it was good to have a professional on site to do that. Amazing. Barry, um, your business model, I mean, you're selling tickets for the wine games or your business model further, how else do you wine games make money? Do you get donors? Do you get sponsors? What's the idea? Well, um, I'll, be, I'll be very frank with you. Unfortunately, logistical costs and rebottling wines under, you know, sterile, inert conditions is, is not an inexpensive exercise by any stretch of the imagination. So... We, our business model does not rely on making money from selling tickets to these events. Um, mm -hmm. The ticket price just covers getting the wine to the consumer. We're hoping that by introducing consumers to some of the, the more interesting, maybe wines that they haven't tasted from South Africa, that they'll be compelled to taste that, to buy some of the wine afterwards. And the facilities that we have on both the app and our website to buy the wines, we, we're relying on, on making money out of selling wine afterwards. So you have a wine we, shop? Yes. So my, my website, som.co.za, is an online wine portal. We also okay. have a wine shop. And um, the, the app has the facility whereby, if you like the wine, that you can purchase it directly from the app afterwards with the sales that then um, go through my website. So our goal is to sell, to sell wine. Uh, we want okay. more people drinking wine. Um, I think everybody should have a bottle of wine on the dinner table every day. And that's what we want to encourage people through this. And then in the long term, once we've got uh, an established track record, there is definitely sponsorship opportunity on the app as well um, and commercials and, and various other monetization points, which are you know, further along the line. But for, for now, it's just about getting a viable product into the market. Okay, that's awesome. Tell me, Barry, your wine shop, do you deliver all um, throughout the country? How, do, how does your wine shop work? Tell us a bit about your wine shop. So we're based just outside uh, Stellenbosch on the Polka Dry Road at the Woodmill Lifestyle Center. And mm -hmm. um, we've got, 
I, I, I always, I, I've spent a lot of time visiting Italy and I've always loved the, the small little corner shop that you have in Italy where you can walk in and you can buy everything from cheese to charcuterie to fresh bread and a couple of bottles of wine. So our wine selection in the shop is very small. We keep it at below 100 labels, but it changes weekly. So we're constantly being updated. We just done an event now called Mixtape Merchants, where we featured some of the, the small, more esoteric wine producers from around about Stellenbosch. And we selected our 12 favorite wines from that event, which we are now releasing in two mix cases called Mixtapes. Um, you know, to hark back a bit to that nostalgia when we all used to make mixtapes for the girls that we liked in high school mm-hmm. and um, releasing them on our website. So it's all very hands-on, very small-scale stuff. And we want to move away from selling just wine. We, we're a shop at the end of the day, and we sell the paraphernalia that sommeliers are generally interested in. So we're getting a selection of cigars in now, good tobaccos, cheese, charcuterie, uh, spirits and wines and craft beers and that kind of stuff and more and more products are being added to the website every day okay that's awesome um, um, and, and I think you know that, that that's really really great to, for you to ex- expand um, uh, your shop do you have anything other about your shop or anything that you want to tell us if people want to want to buy something they just go online and they can purchase and it's delivered right um, yeah, we deliver so you don't have to go to your shop physically no, no, we deliver throughout South Africa. We've got a flat rate of 90 Rand anywhere in South Africa. Um, and listen, our, our, our idea when we started this shop was that not only would, we didn't want to have just another um, online retail outlet. We wanted to create a, an affordable luxury South African lifestyle brand. I know the, the affordable luxury is maybe two uh, contradictory terms, but you know, one of, one of the things some being a sommelier has taught me is to just stop and appreciate the things around you a little bit more. Um, that might sound a little bit, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, what, what I mean by that is, you know, I drink my cup of coffee in the morning and I actually pay attention to it. Maybe, six, the word. you know, it's, it's, it's just appreciating the, the small little luxuries in life a little bit more especially in times like this, you know, when the money is tight, a decent cup of coffee, a decent piece of cheese, a decent piece of charcuterie. Those are, those are things that, you know, if we, we, we can still afford those small little luxuries in life. And the idea is to build on those, sell good quality products, focus on the people behind it. I, I want to know who my producer, my supplier is. I don't know where my product comes from. I want to sell the story behind the product as much as I want to sell the product itself. So very small business. It's the very definition of a family business. My, my girlfriend and my six-month-old son run the shop every day. So he's a, a bit of a mascot running around in the front of the house. Well, not running around, being carried around in the front of the house at the moment. Um, yeah, so we're building on it. Turnover is coming up slightly, month on month. And we are, we're looking forward to building a successful business um, in one very, very tough year. Well, they're talking about this stuff here. Um, well, there's two things I want to ask you. Firstly, if, if there's a producer out there, a wine producer, and um, interested to work with you or wanting to get your wines in your shop or even on wine games, how do they get hold of you? So the best thing is to, to, um, to email the shop at info at some.co.za. We do a tasting every Friday called TGIF Tastings. And what I encourage producers is, just swing by, make an appointment. I'm always in a hurry, but we can just quickly sit down, have five minutes, taste the wine. And then we're building a bit of a track record where people can come around every Friday, 
showcase their wines to the public. We start at one o'clock in the afternoon. So between one and three, we encourage people from the trade, sommeliers and restaurant managers in the surrounding area to come through and taste the wines. And then from three o'clock onwards, we do a tasting for the, the general public. And we've always got, uh, our, we've got a new smoker on the way now. So we've got some smoked meats doing and some pulled pork and stuff. We've got a pizzeria on the side as well. And we just want to create a nice informal environment on a Friday, people to come over and taste some wine and yeah, and share some stories. Interesting. So Barry, you mentioned a tough year and um, COVID has changed, you know, the way we think about everything. Um, and uh, it's forced almost everybody to, to um, assess their business models and make some changes. Um, what changes have you made to your um, business thinking and your business models? I have become very, very good at going through expense reports. It is incredible. <laughs> I mean, I found out I pay 700 Rand a month for two parking bays that I don't use. 700 Rand a month goes a very long way. Um, we had a subscription for Amazon Prime that was going off our bank account for months that nobody picked up on because mm -hmm. it was only a couple of Rand. Um, so yeah, I've become very good at looking at expense reports. And I've become very good at um, asking for secondhand equipment, um, repurposing, um, upcycling. It's, it's incredible. Um, keeping overheads low. I've, I've developed a new talent for that. I've got a, a chef in the restaurant who I am incredibly grateful of. John, if you ever listen your way through an entire podcast, this is a kind of guy that can turn absolutely anything into a pickle, a preserve, a spread, a, a special for the day. It is incredible. Um, no, um, wastage is the enemy. Wastage and overhead is the enemy of any restaurant. Amazing. Barry, um, your wine journey has been interesting. Well, your whole journey, but um, let's start with your wine journey. What's the most important thing that you've learned in your wine journey so far? Say you don't know. Well, again, yeah, the answer to, to that is to be able to, the wine industry is such a complex and ever-changing industry that to be able to stay abreast of the trends, you need to be constantly learning. And the only way that you can constantly learn is by being humble and admitting that you don't know the answer. Um, I bump into people every day who know something more about some specific topic than I do. I mean, especially in our business, we've got a side of the business where we train junior sommeliers as well. And I'm always blown away by you know, junior psalms and trainee psalms who come in here and I learn something from them every day. So my, my piece of advice is, or the something that I've learned is just say you don't know the answer. Uh, it's, it's the best way to learn and it, it keeps you abreast of the trends. So the question, our last question I have for you is this, I ask everybody on your podcast is um, you need to give us uh, your favorite wine quote or your own wine quote. Oh, my favorite wine quote or my own wine quote. Uh, sure. I, I, must have, I, I must admit, Barry, usually when I ask these questions, I send the questions to the guys um, before and which I haven't done with you. But um, I'm <laughs> sure you have one at the top of your head. My favorite wine quote. I don't know. Um, sure. Well, any words, any words of wisdom you want to share? Open your good wine on a random Tuesday afternoon. Oh, I love it. So there you go. What a, what, a, what, what a brilliant piece of advice. I mean, I, I sat down the other day and I had a bottle of the Marc Maurice Chasson Montrachet. 
Um, and, I, and I know we're all about savings, uh, say one, but I've always got a couple of burgundies that back in the day I used to be able to afford sitting in my wine cellar. And sometimes I just said to my girlfriend, it's, it's, it's a beautiful day outside. Just open a nice bottle of wine. Pull, pull the cork out of that, that rare bottle of wine, that Scarly Corp Chenin Blanc that you've got sitting there um, in your cellar, just on a random Tuesday. Um, stop trying to wait for the perfect moment and make, make the wine the moment. Awesome. Barry, it's been a pleasure. And um, just a, a reminder again, just give us that website address again if people want to join the wine games, which they should on uh, the 14th, 21st and the 28th, right? Uh, yes, the, the website is som.co.za. That's S-O-M-M.co.za, short for sommelier. Barry, thank you very, very much for your time. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll definitely talk to you again with, uh, to get an update on the wine games. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you for supporting our show. If you would like to get more exposure for your business, please have a look at our sponsorship options. Thanks again for supporting About the Winelands. Please follow us on YouTube and on our social media channels. All details and links are in the description. Thank you.